0: Any successful plan requires wisdom and
1: preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free podcast. Hey, everybody! Welcome into the podcast. Thanks for hanging out here on Plan Wise Retire Free. Jude Wilson here, sitting in with me as we're going to talk investing, finance, retirement, and life insurance this go around. And do retirees really need life insurance? That's our topic of conversation this go-around on the podcast. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you like to use. Or stop by Jude's website, planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. What's going on, my friend? How are you today?
0: And I am feeling fantastic. Just came back from a couple of days off, so I'm rejuvenated. Oh, good! I like reju-
1: you rejuvenated, re- rejuvenated. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was pretty quick. Yeah, we'll come up with some good stuff on here. So uh, I know you're you're at home doing a little work today, and you got a little little home activity going on there. So we might have occasional noise, but hey, that's that's part of the world we live in now, right? You do these things where you can do them.
0: You know, it's got it's kind of funny because I love people on Zoom who have either the cat that runs across the <laughs> the computer or the kid that wants to make smiley faces. So That's right. I, I I think we've all been accustomed to working at home now.
1: Yeah, we absolutely have, right? Or the you know the. The folks that still live with their parents or something, and and a dad walks by, and you hear somebody go, "Dad, you know, get out of the, get out of the way," you know, whatever the case is. There's all those fun little things, and so yeah, it's definitely part of life and par for the course. But let's talk about our topic today, Jude: retirees and life insurance. Ironically, you know, we we tend to think of life insurance as a young man's game, uh, and the perception is is that we kind of need that when we when we have our young children and you know things of that nature. You know, so that if something happened to us and our spouse and our kids would be taken yes. care of or whatever, but and also that we don't really need it as we age. But is that really the case? So let's dive into some ins and outs of that. And you kind of highlight some things for us that you see as to uh, whether or not life insurance could be useful or is useful. For folks, uh, you know, in the retiree stage, and so first of all, it kind of has that weird, uh, dirty word to it, like that life insurance. People go, "I don't want to talk about life insurance." Do you remember a movie from back in the early '80s from with Richard Pryor? And Gene Wilder called Stir Crazy.
0: Oh, absolutely. I remember that.
1: And I don't know if you remember this or not, but when they were trying to break them at, in the prison, right, for uh, what, trying to get them to talk, they, they put them in the solitary confinement, then they put them in the hole. And what finally broke them was when they threw them in the room with a life insurance agent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that piece, but that is hilarious. And it kinda has
1: awesome. that, like it kind of has that old feel, right? When you say life insurance, people think, oh, you know but let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Well, you know, I, I think to your point, we try to make it humorous, but to your point, I think life insurance sometimes has a dirty connotation for two reasons. One, logistically, if you're looking at life insurance, you're talking about someone potentially passing away and nobody likes to talk about that. With True. A, when we're talking about financial planning, the first thing people wanna talk about is making money. You know, They don't wanna talk about the risk factors but life insurance plays a role in some of the risk factors. The second reason I think people hate talking about life insurance is because, let's face it, uh, life insurance agents as a whole have had somewhat of a weird reputation, you know? Yeah. And you know, I, I had a mentor once who told me, if you're ever on a flight and you want the person next to you to stop talking, just tell them you're a life insurance agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, you know, whether that is ill-perceived or not, I think those are the the two main reasons. But life insurance is a great tool when used properly. Uh, And that's what I think, you know, you and I want to talk about. When is it used properly? And can retirees actually use it or do they need it yeah. once they retire?
1: No, that's a great point. And I think we do have, kind of have... A lot of industries have some of those stereotypical feelings to them or, or images to them through, from you know back in the day. And look, nobody likes insurance of any kind, really. When you write your car insurance payment or your home insurance payment or your life insurance payment. It's not like it thrills you to have to do that. But boy, you sure are happy when you need it, right? So, Exactly. it's one of those things. So how do you determine, Jude, if someone first of all even needs it at all in their individual situation? Cuz again, this is just another financial tool in the tool belt.
0: You hit it on the head. And what I've seen in part of the kind of stereotype is how we started. Life insurance is a young man's game. You know, you're in your first job, you just got married, maybe you have a kid and, and you're thinking, wow, if something happens to me or my spouse, you know, who's going to take care of our child? But life insurance runs the gamut as far as ages. And the first place we start is the first place we start with any financial plan, trying to understand what are you trying to accomplish? What are your needs? What are your risk? And what are your goals? And for some, the major risk is. Replacement of income. If one person passes away, that income needs to be replaced. And so we do a needs analysis and come up with that amount of money based on that need. As we get older, the general rule of thumb used to be that as you get older, you start to build your net worth, you start to make more money. And so your net worth can basically replace the income because something happens to you. There's plenty of money in your IRAs and savings accounts and investment accounts, so you don't really need life insurance. That rule of thumb is not appropriate for everybody because there are other purposes other than uh, replacement of income that people are trying to accomplish, legacy planning and other things of that nature.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I think that's a, certainly a, a good point in looking at that. And so trying to determine the factor, what they need, you know, we start getting into this. I guess it's like the rules of thumb, Jude, where people go, well, OK, I do need some. What's the right amount? You know, we hear stuff like, is it 10 times your salary or, mm-hmm. or whatever? How do you determine that?
0: Yeah. You know, the first thing to do if it's a if it's replacement of income is to understand what a, the client's current lifestyle how much does it take for you to run your life right now so that if something were to happen your lifestyle wouldn't change because your significant other was no longer around or your children could leave to could live the life that you wanted them to have be able to pay for college what have you as we get older you know kids grow up no need for college funding but sometimes there's uh, need for retirees or older clients to look at legacy planning do I want the next generation to be better off than I was or do I want to leave something for a particular cause or purpose one of our one of our biggest clients very wealthy couple both in their late 60s recently did a life insurance policy um, one to be able to move some money out of their estate because at the level of affluence they are if they passed away there could be an estate tax problem so we move some money out of their estate. but two they named their adult children's college as a beneficiary for part of the funds which not only helped the college but also made this couple uh part of the golden status in that college university so they get free seats to the the top of the line stadium. They get to meet with the college president. So they didn't necessarily do it for that reason. They did it because one, they loved the college, and two, they were trying to figure out a a tax-efficient way of reducing their estate. But there were a lot of benefits that came from that.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that too. I think a lot of people, sometimes when we're looking at these things, we didn't again, try to look at or tend to look at the classic versus some other strategic ways. And that's really what I wanted to talk about now. Because Jude, we hear things like tax-free retirement for life insurance or leaving you know, things tax uh, efficient to our heirs. So what are some, some strategic uses of life insurance that might not be obvious to most people other than the normal thing we think of?
0: We have a term that we use in the office called lazy dollars, Uh, you work hard for your money, your money should work as hard as you can. So we try to make sure that we're being the most efficient with the dollars that you have. And so sometimes when we look at clients who have money sitting in a savings account, earning 0.1% and they'll never touch that money, they'll never need that money for every dollar that we could put in a life insurance, we get to leverage those dollars up and create a bigger benefit. One of the things we've done recently that we've seen with some of our retirees clients is that let's face it, life insurance gets more expensive as you get older because you're a greater risk to the insurance company. But what if we could create a trust that owns the life insurance policy and the person that we're insuring is the, the retirees, adult kids. Now, if something were to happen to one of their adult kids that life insurance policy would go into the trust and it could be used to take care of their grandkids in multiple ways, pay for college, you know, use to, to, to fund a wedding expense. And so that was one way that we were able to work around the fact that our clients were older and insurance on them would probably be too expensive, even if they, and, and they may not even get approved. But we were able to use that strategy to benefit their kids and their grandkids.
1: Yeah. I mean, so many different ways it can be used now other than those normal avenues we think of. And so it's certainly worth a conversation. Uh, I've said this before, I believe on the show, it's not my father's, or you're not your father's Oldsmobile, those old commercials from back in the 70s and 80s when Oldsmobile was trying to rebrand themselves. Same kind of thing with insurance. It's not necessarily what we think of when we think of what Our parents or even our grandparents may have had, or at least can be. There's other ways in that. So how does that discussion go uh, for you guys when getting into things like term, whole, universal, whatever the case is? Because that, that confuses folks.
0: It's definitely an area that is absolutely confusing. I've heard clients use terminology for one policy when they're talking about a completely different policy. So the first thing that we love doing here is educating clients. We feel that you you don't need to have a CFP or an MBA, but we feel like you should at least understand the basics of what your money is doing. And so many times when we're looking at insurance policies, we're looking at which policy could be the most efficient for the situation. For instance, if we need the cheapest possible policy, we're going to get a term policy because it's like renting... An apartment versus buying a home. But if we need life insurance to last an entire lifetime, regardless of what may happen to your future health or what's happening in the market, we're going to look at a permanent policy. And under those permanent policies, there's several different categories, which I, I won't try to explain them all to you, like whole <laughs> life and, and variable life. But we have the experience to know which one of these fit our client situation the best. So they're not in the jungle trying to figure it out themselves.
1: Yeah. And it really comes back to having that conversation with, you know, a qualified professional about any financial vehicle and how it may or may not be beneficial for you. So that's going to be the podcast this week, something short and sweet, but just ponder the fact that, you know, retirees can find a useful tool or use well, yeah, a useful tool in life insurance, right? So it is certainly a possibility that can be beneficial. And we didn't even really touch on some of the uh, things where f- people can look at that for high wealth issues, for high wealth earners, high income earners, I suppose I should say, versus uh, an alternative to a Roth. There's just lots of different things exactly. you can have a conversation about with life insurance. So do yourself a favor and have those conversations with your advisor if you're not doing so already, or they're not talking with you about them. Reach out to Jude and the team at Centros Financial Strategies, and uh, give them a jingle at 800-779-4592. If you have some questions, 800 And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, as I mentioned before, on whatever your favorite platform is to use, like Apple, Google, Spotify, and so on. Jude, thanks for hanging out with me this week. I appreciate it. And good luck with the, uh, with the home revenue there.
0: Uh, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping not to receive a big bill. <laughs>
1: Well, right now, I don't know. So, you know, you never know with uh, construction and stuff. It's pretty pricey. So good luck to you, my friend. I'll see you next time here on the podcast. This has been Plan Wise, Retire Free with Jude Wilson.
0: The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.